Jack, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes to the band of Misfits podcast. The showcase controlled chaos. We call our friendship on your uh, one of your hosts, Panda. We're all kind of. <laughs> I was like, don't say only host. I'll say I'm your host, uh, Panda. Hi, hi. There's more of us here. I was said I'm one of your hosts, Panda. Okay, all right, okay, good. But like I, so. In the lives of those of you, welcome back to school, everybody, all my public school people. Or if um, you're like Wolf and you never my- stopped going to school, I don't get a welcome back. I went through the summer. Yep. It's not but fun. For me, it's a welcome back to school. Uh, teacher work days just started this week. I'm doing some other things to make some money, but obviously... Um, Teaching's my main gig, so I'm back at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the so one of the things that we've started doing now we are we've made <clears throat> planning like this big standardized thing. Having oh, mixed no. feelings about it, I'll let you know. And at some point, if it really begins to irritate me, but for right now, well, I'm uh, sure we'll have a rant cast. A rant podcast about it. I'm sure. But yeah, I'm really excited to report that my numbers for my class this year are are really good. Recruitment went well. That's good. I know. Another 15 or 16 in sixth grade. And I'm hoping nice. it continues. I had a really good retention. That's good. So my numbers overall are good. So I'll say for catching kids' interest at that age, yeah. I'm very excited. And I'm, I'm excited for you too. You you enjoyed your last you enjoyed your last kids. So they're great. That's all pretty much all my same kids other than the sixth graders. So mm-hmm. I've got some new kids coming in from other middle schools, obviously. For the most part, um, they're great because I know their teacher. So I'm ready for them. They're like they were first chair and second chair at all county the new ones so i've got good kids coming into the high school that's great. great oh yeah also if anybody hears anything weird in the background wolf is one i am home alone because my sister went to school today freshman move in today and tomorrow my parents drove up today because it's a four-hour drive to her school and they're gonna move her in tomorrow they're at a hotel right now so i am actually mm-hmm. downstairs in my living room because someone Gets lonely when she eats dinner by herself. Dog. And she took forever to want to eat dinner, but she just finished it. She just finished eating it. Thank God. She is the pickiest thing in the world. Like, I kid you not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm talking about you, cutie pie. Uh-huh. Here, you want to say <laughs> hi to... You want to say hi to all of them? Mike I've also... Mike I've also begun... <laughs> I've also begun delving into the wedding performance and wedding, just the wedding industry, which I'm surprised I hadn't done it before now, to be honest. Honestly, now that you've mentioned it, yeah, I'm kind of surprised you haven't either. They're always looking for people. It's interesting as a string player, you do make good money doing weddings. Um, But the thing is, it's always one of those things where you never know what kind of bra it's mostly the bride and it was a stereotype but it mm. is it's mainly the bride's the bride's, m- parents, the bride's mother and then 
sometimes, sometimes I was a little apprehensive because it's clearly a very small wedding and they weren't sure all the procedures that go with being a musician, I think. Oh, very clearly. Me attending a rehearsal. I definitely need to attend the rehearsal. Yes, they they <laughs> almost sure. didn't have Pan Panda was like, "Hey, when's the rehearsal?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, I guess you yeah, I guess you can attend that." Like, no. Well, she's like, "Sure, yeah, you can come," <laughs> or something like that. Not like it wasn't like it was completely innocent to be honest. I don't think it was like at the same time though. Of course, you need to come to the rehearsal. <laughs> it's like it's like a concert. You rehearse for the concert. Like you're gonna right. have to well, rehearse for a wedding. You don't want you don't want something so the, to go wrong. So contrary to some, if you're a musician, you know this, but like contrary to popular belief, wedding music is very easy. If you've been playing more than a year, you can probably play. To be honest, um, I can sight read everything. Like I've only practiced. I messed up a little bit because I didn't know where I was starting at the rehearsal. <laughs> But that's understandable, though. Now that I know where I'm starting, I will be fine. <laughs> like, I'll say that's a, that's else, understandable. Everything else, I'm playing for a cocktail hour and stuff. Easy peasy. So if you're a string musician or any kind of musician, it's really simple to practice a little bit. Obviously, make sure you're tuned up. But it's super easy to play wedding music. All traditional yeah, yeah, music. easy money. Traditional wedding music and just love pop music, that kind of stuff, really easy. Okay, it's like, but it, it's all sight readable, honestly. Um, but so I get there and I was meeting with the DJ because we they had a DJ that was playing reception after the cocktail, mm -hmm. and I was there to be like, okay, what do you want me to play? Do you is it okay if I loop stuff? And they're like whatever you need to do. And I was like, all right, cool. It's just these three specific things. And then I can play whatever. Fantastic. It's easy. Um, and he was talking, he's like, I really needed to talk to the bride because I have, I've only talked to her and wedding coordinator at this point. Right. And I said, Oh yeah. Are they not letting you? He, I heard him talking to the wedding coordinator as I was coming in to set up mm -hmm. the rehearsal. And he, she was like, oh, are you already set up? It's really. And he was like, oh, you know, I'll, I like to do a sound check the day before. Yeah, which as you sure. should do. <laughs> yeah, to make sure that my levels are right for the venue. You know, like, and this is, a, this is a person that plays clubs mainly. Like, this mm -hmm. is a club DJ for the most part. So smaller venues, he needs to come in and adjust. Yeah, and you know, private events are where he makes the big money. Love DJs, you know, like teaching the regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, but and he, so I heard she was like, "I really use it," and I was like, "Not really." I, I mean, like you would expect a DJ to set up beforehand. Well, so yeah, you don't want them to set up the day of and be doing sound tests and everything the day of. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I mean, the, yeah, and these people like, seemed very like they. They, I think that's a very didn't much really like, look into it as much. It feels like it as they're very nice people, but so I don't want to. They're a little they naive about the whole. Little naive is probably the word I would use. Yeah, about and what goes so into was, it. I said when the bride comes in, I was a little 
worried because I'd never met the bride. I'd mm-hmm. only spoken to her mother and the wedding coordinator. And I was worried. I was like, I don't know how she's going to be because what when it's it's a stereotype. But it's true that when women get married, sometimes Bridezilla. they Bridezilla. Yeah. A little bit of a Bridezilla moment. I get it today. I get it's very special to you. You only mm-hmm. get married. Hopefully. But like, um, please be nice to your employees or your contractors. Please. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll say they're the ones that's have... making your wedding go off without a hitch. Like you better be exactly. nice to them. Be nice. And she comes, he was like, so I was like, what's the theme for the, um, for the reception? And he's like, oh, it's emo club music. And I was like, emo club for music? For a wedding reception? <laughs> that, sounds, for- that sounds okay. And then the bride comes in, right? And she, she's got a septum ring and a Nefertiti tattoo. And right then and that there, I That explains it. She's real chill. And she was like so nice. She's like, I wish I had your talent. The only thing I'm really particular about is where it starts on thousand thousand years. And then you can play whenever's best for you after that. And I was like, wow, she's like I'll say nice. That's good. That <laughs> honestly, best outcome if you're doing a wedding. That was the best I mean, yeah. She couldn't have been much older than me. I think we were the same age, not gonna lie, because maybe because uh, husband's military, groom is military. I think. Uh, they always marry young. Oh, so they always, yeah, they so always marry young because they, they wind up getting divorced for a good portion of their marriage. Which I get it, you know, the mm-hmm. benefits. It really is. You marry for benefits. If you love someone, you don't get married. You're like, oh, it's gonna like, oh, we need to prove I love to each other. You already know you love someone. Yeah, no. So if you know you love them, then get married. My approach to marriage. This is becoming a marriage podcast. Oh, it'll turn my, into a debate later. Don't don't worry. My personal approach to marriage for a while as a person, I think, and this goes for most LGBT people, for a while I wasn't sure like who I was gonna meet and if I would be mm-hmm. able to get married. Do you know what I mean? There is that short frame of time where it's like I had just accepted even when I was young, subconsciously, that like I might not get married, but I'd still love someone, you know. No, you'd still love them. So, you'd still be there for them. So for me personally, it's not that important thing, mm-hmm. spiritually or otherwise, like however yeah. you want to look at it. But I'm a very practical person when in terms of money, so. If and Joshua and I have already talked about this, obviously, we've been together for a very long time. We've been known each other a very long time. The marriage obviously was a, has been a conversation because it, if you don't talk about it beforehand, you shouldn't. No, nope, I'll say <laughs> if it's a, if the proposal is a surprise, you shouldn't get married. That's I'll say thing. no, it should be, it should be planned. That's part of my outcome, but also I only wanted to get married. First of all, I don't want to. I don't want to get married before at least twenty five. That's too young to me to get married before you're twenty five. Oh no, but that's okay. like my. There was somebody that I grew up with that used to be my neighbor. Kid yeah. you not, she married as soon as she graduated high school. I remember. 
Yeah, you know, I was telling you guys about it. I was like, what the hell? You're like, oh, they had been dating a few years. Like, they, I get that they knew that they were what. However, eighteen is really young, and yeah. she was younger than me. Like, she had just turned eighteen when she got married. I was like, God I, damn. I look at marriage as a very practical thing. I want, I would want to get married because the tax benefit. Yes. <laughs> Not gonna lie, and like, if something happens to me. When I die, I don't want things to get caught up in probate. I'd rather it just go to child support. To be That's honest true. with you, that, I I can tell you so. that is my so my aunt dated a guy. I call him uncle because they literally were dating for like fifty years. Like they dated forever, not fifty years, yes. like forty years. They just never got married because they just didn't feel like getting married. But literally, they were basically married. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away. He, I kid you not, he wasn't feeling good one day, went to the doctors. Two days later, he was basically being told he needed to be put in hospice and get ready for the worst. Three days later, he died. Yeah, it was it was completely out of nowhere. Like caught everyone off guard. Within yeah, five days, he went from being completely fine and healthy to dying. Dead. But because they weren't married, my aunt had to go through all of the like paperwork and stuff, all of those the issues because they were like, "Well, you you didn't get married," and it's like, "Well, we were together for a very very long time," and he put me <laughs> in his will and everything. Uh, well, but he, people, yeah. people, his family tried to argue it because she didn't wasn't married to him. And it's like, I mean, her name's in the will directly. You can't really argue that, but whatever. Right. Especially if it's been notarized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it was literally the, before he died, they just, they just reviewed the will. Like, it had been, well, those changes had been made years and years and years ago. And so they just looked it over one more time to make sure everything was you know fine yeah but i yeah and that's what i'm saying like that's why it's so important that i think all couples like regardless like should be able to get married because it mm-hmm. is a practical thing you know it, it's a healthcare thing like if something happens to me healthcare wise power of attorney at this moment would go to my mother uh, no. If I can't speak for myself, I love my mother, but no. <laughs> so I love your mother too, I, but no. Yes, it needs to no, go to somebody better. If I die, my mom would be in charge of my funeral. And I told Joshua straight up, listen, do not let that woman put me in dress. If I oh, trust do me, honey. Do if she tried to, we would kidnap your body before the funeral and put you in a dress. <laughs> I want you to know that. Like, I would be arrested because I'd kidnap a corpse. I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining you guys with my body trying to figure out how to dress a corpse. <laughs> because it's all dead. Not how to dress a corpse. Be like, oh my god, yeah. she's not that big. Why is she so heavy? It's dead weight. I say it's dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's different. Dead weight. We do hit different. Honey, <laughs> I can lift over 200 pounds. 
I'll be fine. I think you'd be okay, but dressing someone at the same time is pretty difficult. Do you know what I mean? I'll hold but the body they put the clothes on. I've already got the plants. Shiota can have his eyes shut. And well, Josh and I talked That's about that. Like, Josh, I want Josh to be in charge of everything. I, really I don't mm-hmm. want... Right? And we talked about it, and Josh was like, well, you should get a will made. Honestly, because you and you could, you need someone to be the executor or whatever that isn't involved in it. And there, he he was like, it should probably either be Wolf or Bunny because, mm-hmm. like, I he was like, I prefer Wolf just because he's so practical and would take everything without that much emotion to it and would just do what had to be done. And I was like, that's fair, Matt. <laughs> I will happily do it. Just <laughs> let me know yeah. if you make a decision. I will happily do it. Yeah. No, I, I am the type of person where I like to weigh logistics over emotion. Because people yeah. let emotion cloud judgment. And while, yes, it might crush my heart to make certain decisions because I really do care about you, it's practical. It's what you would have wanted. Yeah. I'm just going to lay everything out. Before I die, my goal is to my funeral is to have my funeral paper because if anybody's had someone die recently have been through that process before have been involved in the actual planning of a funeral you know it's so expensive oh, yeah. like everything is so expensive and i see muse nodding her head like i'm shit muse <laughs> nods like, her head wolf's crazy. nodding his head yeah it's crazy they yes. will gouge you for every little thing. Like, it is crazy. Oh, yeah. So we, when my dad, it was like a whole process. Because like Wolf's uncle, it was very unexpected and very sudden. And it was a very, we didn't really have anything like, we didn't know he was going to die. Right? We didn't know say. he was going to die. So we, we no, had it, nothing. It was, a, it was a heart attack. It's out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, literally like. We had to plan everything from scratch because we uh. he had no plans, so we it was so hard to make decisions because we didn't know also, what he actually wanted. And you were still grieving. What's worse is you're we still grieving, and they have you got all this pressure on you now all of a sudden because now you have to deal with planning the funeral, getting everything in order, and transferring assets over to your mom, like transferring things over to to your mom and stuff. It's like. We had to it's, call it's a probate attorney. We had to, like, it was ridiculous. Like, but we, we, my dad always joked that he wanted to be put in the finals. And I tell you what, we were like, yeah, yeah, dad, whatever. But when it came time to pick out a coffin, I could not bring myself to put my father in a pine box. I could not do it. So if that's genuinely what you want, just know you should Put it in your will mm-hmm. because people you love will not emotionally be able to make that decision for you. Oh. Okay. Do you know how hard it would, like, I personally know how hard it is to just say, no, well, that's what he said he wanted. So put him in the box for like $500 or whatever. Honestly, after your dad like, passed away, because I, I told my parents about it and stuff, and I, because they sent their condolences to you guys. 
I actually sat down and had a conversation with my parents about it, and they told me that they actually have all that stuff. It's already been paid for. It's planned out in the will, step-by-step step what they want. And they went ahead and verbally told me, you know, you know, no coffin, you know, just go ahead and burn us, spread our ashes, you know. Cremation is a very yeah, practical cremation. option. It's very practical. Most of my family does I cremation. Yeah, it's a good thing. But I tell you what, it is a difficult conversation to have. I think death is a hard conversation to have. Because nobody wants actually, to think about it. Nobody wants to think about it. But I tell you what, there's a lot of things that can affect your life financially after someone dies that you don't even know about. I'll never forget after everything happened, Bookworm sent me this big, she was like, do you want the big, I have this big practical book of things. And she was like, I know you're not religious and you are very much surrounded by religion right now. So I want to send you something very practical and mm -hmm. pretty just non-religious that you can look at that tells you what you need to deal with on a personal level and for funeral arrangements. So that'd be great. And I was talking about like, make sure you have access to all emails. Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure you have this, this, this. It is 10,000 tiny little things I never would have thought about someone needing to think about when they die. It's you guys ridiculous. just keep talking. My laptop battery is dying. I gotta go get my charger. Oh. Shoot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just keep talking. But, but it's the same. You know, what? You know Actually, in a way, it's definitely. <laughs> you know, talking. in a way, it's actually very similar to getting married. Nobody tells you how much you have to pay for a wedding. Not really. Do you know what I mean? Like, people talk about, like, oh, weddings are so expensive, but nobody really tells you why they're so expensive. You know what I mean? Like, they tell you, like, but there's all these things. Like, recently, I've been looking into wedding things because, again, we're, like, at some point planning on getting engaged. Like, we've talked about it. Whatever. So I've been looking into stuff. And I tell you what. Venues by themselves, because I, again, I am not a religious person. I would prefer not to get married in the church if I can help it. Just personally. Um, it's so expensive to rent somewhere to get married. Oh my God. Also, like, it's ridiculous. Also, we looked into suits. Custom suits are very expensive. Especially if you're looking for something LGBT for. Um, there's a great custom suit LGBT fitter in sh in um one the big city that I used to live by. Really great, but it costs a fortune to get a custom suit. I've said it before on the podcast. I'm very short, so when I get suits, I have to get them custom, pretty much, or figure it out on my own. Oh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. What about you guys? Have you guys thought about like? What's a big thing that you guys have thought about that, like, you didn't realize how much money it costs? Because I feel like I'm taking up so much space. Right now. Hospitals. Hospitals? Hell yeah. Yeah, no, again, like, thinking of that aspect, I could go back to my accident where I, a freaking ambulance is 3000 I remember. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy with how our healthcare charges us crazy amounts for things like that. I 
Yeah, the ambulance that took my dad to the hospital. The company sent us a bill after he died, right? And my mother had to call them because she was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have to pay a bill for my dead husband. But because it was his name, the bill was in his name. That's the thing. And she had to call them and be like, hey, he can't pay this because he's dead. <laughs> and they yeah. were like, she kept trying to say like, hey, listen, I really need to take care of this. And the lady on the phone was like, sorry, your husband's going to have to talk to us. It's in his name. And she was like, well, that would be pretty. She, I heard her say this word for word. She said, well, that would be pretty hard to do since he died that day. You could hear that woman's face turn white. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'll get this taken care of for you, ma'am. And she just hung up. We did not have to pay that bill. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, there is such a level of insensitivity to people that have gone through a health crisis in this particular country. There's mm -hmm. nothing. The price gouging is outrageous. Okay. It really like, is. Good girl. Mm. You're gonna hate I don't like. Right. There's also right. this like. I mean, like, you also gotta think about organ donation. God damn. I didn't even. This is why I pre did my organ donation stuff on my license. I was like, my mom did not like it, but I made the decision because it's my body. So I get to decide what happens after I die. She was all upset because I wanted to be an organ donor. And I was like, mom. I'm going to be dead anyway. I remember that conversation that you had. Yeah. She was all mad because she was like, they're going to let you die. I was like, that's literally not. Not. Legal. No, that's just <laughs> they if can't they can't bring you back, somebody else can live with your organs. Literally. Like, she was like, they keep you alive. I was like, yeah, they keep you. Your, they keep your body on a ventilator. So your you organs don't die. They keep your body die, alive. So your organs you, don't die. I guess the only but reason you are dead. I say you are dead. You are not coming back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, so I was sitting, I remember, I was like, but the day my father died, he was not registered as an organ donor. So when you're not, if you don't know how organ donation works, if you are not specifically registered for organ donation, they have to ask your family what they would like to do. Um, unless you specified, no, I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But, so... I will never, it was 11 o'clock at night, the night, like, it was, no, it was like really early in the morning, 2 a.m. We couldn't sleep that night, obviously. Obviously. And we'd been up and we were getting tons of phone calls from someone we didn't recognize. And then my mom finally picks up the phone and she, I was letting her talk to whoever it was and she was like, I couldn't do it. They wanted to take your dad's eyes. I couldn't do it. And I was honestly really mad. Not because we're going to do anything or whatever, but because to be so vulturous, that's the best thing, like an absolute vulture, calling somebody for hours on end right after somebody dies. Oh, like, yeah. I don't blame... 
that decision is harder to make than you think. This is why I keep saying people need to plan shit. And this isn't just the teacher and me talking. Plan your shit. <laughs> like, I say, no, it's a dude. In. It's always better to just have things planned out. Don't anyway. fly in. Don't fly in by the seat of your pants, bitch. Come to go. Yeah, make sure things are well planned out. Because otherwise you're burdening yes. your family or your friends to make that decision for you. Yep. And Absolutely. they're just going to have to go based on what they think you want. That's... And they can't ask you. Nope, you're dead. You're dead, or, <laughs> you're dead or, like, or you're on life support. Yeah. Have things planned out. That's what I'm saying. All right. Do we want to move to a different topic? Because I'm starting to get yep. this. Shiota, <laughs> fight me. Oh, bitch. We got oh, into yeah. a debate. Okay. The Okay, long story short, we got into a debate the other day. Muse is laughing. Muse is in the room with Shiota. We got into a debate the other day. Past versus future. Yeah, because you're a historical asshole, you, you choose past. Because the past builds the future. Let Don't get me wrong. Future technology, wonderful love future technology. However, the past built the future. Yes, we wouldn't be where we were if we weren't from the past. Yes, but with future, you know this stuff laying ahead. Might be good, might be bad, mixed bag, yes, but... But the past supports the future. You I'll can right make back. future decisions based on past decisions you've made. Again. This is gonna go back and forth like a ten like a fucking tennis match. Well, and that's why Muse is here and Panda is here. They'll help us decide who they agree with. Yes, Muse, you have to make a decision. You you and your indecisive she's taking her head. You will make a decision whether you like her or not. So will Panda. Yeah, right. Future, I get it. Future is all high tech and stuff. However, we have to rely on past ways. We cannot rely on all the future technology nowadays. What if something gets bugged? What if something breaks? If we don't have our past knowledge, and if we don't have our, our past technology and our backup systems, how... How are we supposed to be prepared to deal with that stuff? I want you to know you'll be a deciding factor in this conversation, Panda, by the way. You and Muse okay. will be deciding past versus future. The argument I'm making right now is, yes, future. It's very technological and everything. I love it. A lot of good things come from the future because people are evolving. You're making advancements. Thing. However, you also need, you still need past things. You still need the past. You still need past laws that were made, past technology that was made. The past technology acts as guidelines for future technology. Yes, but like not even on a technical standpoint. You need you build off the past to create a better future. Well, but better future. We say that nowadays as we look at what our country is. Okay, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got one on my side. Well, well let's okay. not think pessimistic. Please, let's not think pessimistic. Is the actual question about would I rather live in the past or the future, or which is more important? Which what do you it? prefer? Do you prefer the past over the future? Studying the past or looking into the future? Basically. Okay, okay. All right. 
I am I am I the type of person I don't like to linger in the past. I like to say I learned from my past mistakes and move on. However, I learned from my past mistakes. You have to remember your past. Without your past, you have no future. And yes, well, I do agree with you. Like, there are like there's some stuff in the past that you would rather forget, like keep it in the past. But a future is a blank slate. Like, you can make what you want of your future. Yes, but you can also repeat mistakes that you've made in the past. If you don't, if you forget about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect, people. Well, that's that's (laughs) obvious. Society has proven that to be very obvious. You can can trip and fall. Yeah. You can uh, trip and fall again. Yeah. But it matters more... That you stand back up. And you don't just trip and fall and stay down. Trip and fall, curl into fetal position on ground and cry. (laughs) I don't think anyone's arguing that. Which is why I'm saying future. I don't think anyone's arguing that you should live in the past. Because I, obviously not. But I do think you should value the past. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, listen... A lot of the problems we have right a lot of the problems we have right now in this moment are because people don't care about what happened before. We're making the same mistakes in history that we made in the past. That's what I'm saying. Or like, we're no. undoing things that we did in the past that were good. Like I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but there's a recent court decision uh, about abortion that Come on. has honestly pissed me the hell off. I am very uh, upset about that. Yeah, I think we're all pretty upset. I, I know. I, I, I understand. <laughs> there are so many things. With no, you forgetting the past, I think you, 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 you need to appreciate the past and study the past. Because as cool as the future is, and of course I'm always looking at the future, always excited mm-hmm. for what's coming next, that laying the foundation. Also, I love looking at like the new things that are coming out and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. For me, personally... I've always been a history buff, so that's part of my bias. But I'm sorry, I'm chewing the sandwich. Um, no, you're fine. I've well, got a cookie. I've got a cookie like, here, so I. There are so many, as especially as a woman, as a queer person, there are so many people in the past that made it so my expression and my existence in public is able to be a thing. Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean? like, we and I think a lot of younger queer people, especially, like to forget about all the like that an entire generation of gay men were wiped out in the eighties because we didn't care enough because they were fighting for what was right and oh, yeah. we just let them die from a disease, mm-hmm. right? Like because in now, their minds, that's the, what they deserved because they were gay. And now, now with monkeypox, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Because it's a more vulnerable population, it just like a lot of your people are living in poverty. Don't have the educational resources. A lot of a lot of people nowadays. We get the the biggest issue we have nowadays with the future, which is where I'm going to base this argument on, is uh, there's a lot of people nowadays, younger generations, that are seeing the changes happening and they're going, "It's not happening fast enough," and they're going out there and they're screaming and shouting and protesting. 
Whereas the, we, our generation knows, you know, we got same-sex marriage legalized. Like, we were alive during that. There's a there's an entire, there's been battles going on. It takes time. But if you look, to, if you look in the past, you can see change is happening. Yep. Slowly but surely, it is happening. You can't shove it down people's throats. Which is why I'm saying the past is important. You have to look to the past to be able to better understand and visualize the future. You could also look at the past for what's successful, what happened for them. Mm -hmm. Stonewall. Do you want to make it a three-way, or do you want to back me up here? Stonewall is the whole reason we have any game at all. You collect that shit. Go. Queer people standing up and throwing bricks at cops because they had fucking enough. Those people that were dying and being persecuted for who they were. They stood up for being in love. For being in love, for being who they were. A trans woman was mm-hmm. the first person to throw a brick at Stonewall. At least that's the word. And that those people are the reason we have any yeah, rights. No. no, you get no daughter. No. You can't forget them. And you should look at what they did. Yeah, they took a stand and they weren't afraid to fight for it. So I think it's good that and so we like to pretend like people should just sit down and be quiet, but like Look at the past. That's oh, so look works. in the past. It's it's we're not quiet. <laughs> it hasn't been quiet. You're not fuck not me all quiet. Quiet. Not quiet. Justice is not quiet, baby. Never has been. Like, you get to make so. a decision. Do you want to support his f- argument about the future, or would you like to join our past? Right now, I'm getting too sunned. <laughs> Don't let that sway your decision, though. No, but, and genuinely, I do want to hear your perspective. I was like. Well, that's the issue, is I see it both ways. Yeah. God damn indecisive. But honestly, as much as we are constantly being told we need to learn from our past. Oh no, she chose the future, didn't she? I mean, I want to hear I know, it's okay. Okay, go no. on, go on. Now it's your two turns to talk. She's made her decision. Again, I'm also a history nerd. Like I I truly do believe we learn a lot from our history, but that also is a huge way in on that kind of controls on how our society learns as well. And I don't see that as a good solution. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's Just fair. because for instance, like we're being taught our past history in like schools where we're constantly being taught about 9-11 or we're taught about other histories that don't don't help us because we're not being taught the history we do need so or we're being than, taught the history that's full of lies yeah so rather instead of looking at that at that we should honestly be looking more towards the future yes learn from the past but we need to learn Go forward with time. I think it's the same. I definitely agree. Okay. I totally agree because, like, absolutely. The way that history is taught, right, is very detrimental to how we're learning from the past. Like, 9 11 is taught 
completely accurately from start to finish. And it's pounded into your head. It's like, yeah, all this patriotism came after 9-11. Did it? Yes. Or was it anti-Islamic? And I'll say, was it hate? Was it, was, yeah, people getting hate? beat up because they weren't, you know, but, American enough. They didn't yeah. look American. They didn't sound American. FDR was a great president and World War II, we were great, were we? Because we put Jap- Japanese people in internment camps for like two or three years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, Despite yeah. them having nothing to do with anything, we yeah. forced them out of their homes and put them in internment camps. George Takei uh, was a kid in an internment camp. Jeez. The oh my guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. that long ago, people. I know. I say there there's there's proof of history, guys. What are we streaming? Current tonight? history. Uh we aren't streaming. I was just thinking that if we wanted we could play games or something. I'd love to play I need Actually, to we need to get back to something. No They're doing yeah. a whole conspiracy theory no. thing right now. About what? Yes. No. Here, yeah. we'll we'll switch over. Yeah. Tell us about your share of your conspiracy theory to us. This no. I like that whole discussion. Well, and that's why we said we were going to save it for the podcast. Because Shiona and I got into this yesterday over Chick Fil A, and we were like, you know what? Let's save it for the podcast. I honestly think both perspectives are good, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, if and if history was being taught the way it should be, I think both would be in like. Oh yeah. Both would be in good hands, but instead, yep. history, really we're getting, is, one, we're getting taught the same thing in history, and the history that you get taught in elementary school, basically all of it's lies. It's not yeah. until you go to middle school that they actually start teaching you the real history. She's By reverse way, sneezing. I'm sorry, that's my dog reverse sneezing. You're good. By the way, slaves were happy. <laughs> just like in middle school, just like, I mean. In elementary school. Or like for thanks for the whole Thanksgiving things. Oh, we were friends with them. We we had we invited them to dinner and stuff. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. And then you go to middle school and they're like, oh no, like we killed them and forced them off their land and stuff. Like we and then we shoved them into reservations. Yeah, things we like. sold them into sexual slavery and gave them smallpox. Yeah, wound up killing most of them and forced them into tiny little reservations. USA, USA, USA. Oh, literally oh, okay. USA. I am not American. <laughs> so yeah, glad. Muse is so glad that she's Ukrainian. Uh huh. Honestly, well, like, um. Mm. Well, oh, he's getting Shiobot set up right for. Now, but I do think you should. I think you should take pride in the fact that the people you come from are fighting their asses. Yeah, Dude, I'm disappointed in America not showing more coverage of for of it right now dude when i said conspiracy theory they literally guys what we're looking at is we are looking at two two boards that have a bunch of uh note cards stuck to them with pictures of characters and stuff they're sorted into categories and they have strings going between them different threads mean different things which is how they are categorized and how they are connected to each other Panda, look at all the threads. I'm listening. Just look at all those threads. Green. What is this? Is this? It's, it's a conspiracy for, theory. It's for, for Shiona. Shiona got me to watch. And after 
I had a mental breakdown after finishing it. So he was like, let's make a conspiracy board afterwards. And all of that thread is just after three episodes. Jesus Christ. AKA, these guys have way too much. Somebody take away their thread. He wanted it. He wanted it. Somebody take a picture of that and post it in the comments of the the video. (laughs) Because holy crap. Uh, no, we'll do no it. We'll post do it. That. Post it. We have a Twitter. Post it on our Twitter. Post it on Twitter because holy shit! Like, Use post it on Twitter. Straight up, because I don't think you're gonna understand the complete magnitude of what I just saw without actually. Oh seeing yeah, it. without <laughs> actually seeing it. <laughs> like, like, uh, should we? Should we do it? Should we do like a before and now? Yes. <laughs> so what is now and then? This is now then. At the very end yeah. of and oh. at the at the very end, yeah. You can yeah. put a little. You can put captions. You can be like, "This is what they were talking about during the podcast. This is what it was. This is what it was later. Oh, many right. hours later." Oh no, that entire room's no. going to be covered in thread by the end of the night. I'm telling you, I don't think no, they have enough boards. We're splitting it. We're splitting it up between two two days. They're splitting it between two days, folks. This is how, how they, we know we have, they have too much time on their hands. These people have way too much time on their hands. We can do Sunday and do a good portion. Hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later, because... Uh, two days. I know, I mean, like, between today, Sunday, then the next time. Oh, Panda, <laughs> did you fall asleep last night? I did. <laughs> I had a feeling oh, you did. I, I literally get up for work at five thirty a.m. I know, okay? but you didn't leave the Discord. I would literally. I was I killing. I know. I, we. I was killing, and then Bunny switched to killer as well. We were going around killing, and I'm just like, Panda was being my JC Jason Voorhees mom in my head. She was. She was going. Ooh, that's a good move there. Oh, they're gonna take a left. She, <laughs> kill them. Kill them. And then suddenly she went quiet, and I and. Literally, Bunny and I, after a match, after one match of me killing people, I went, how much you want to bet she fell asleep? And he was like, oh, 1,000% she fell asleep. <laughs> we were like, she <laughs> totally fell asleep. That- oh, yeah, no. When you and Bunny both left the server, I still saw um, Panda in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't lag out yet. Yeah. Um, I woke up and I was still in there. Mm-hmm. Because well, I woke up at 5.30. Well, because it was like picking up on the sounds of your breathing. No, we didn't play that. We, we got off at, like, 12. Oh, okay. Or, no, I, let me be specific. 12.37, because I actually looked at the time when I got off. Because um, I still have to do some killer challenges. If anybody wants to watch me do killer challenges and kill people, Muse, <laughs> Shioto, would you like to watch me we kill are- people as background yeah, noise? Yeah. We're going to do one more episode then. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it, it makes sense. Yeah, hold, hold now, hold, 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 hold. Kill for mother. Oh my God. Kill for mother. I might record. I'm gonna be honest. I might. I might record it just for the commentary. Just because I think it would be hilarious. I think it's good to get killer gameplay too. Mm-hmm. To no, I, I agree. You get bored. You just get bored. <laughs> I actually, the last match that I had of the of the night, I actually, I I let the final guy go because I felt so bad for him. He kept getting totally screwed over by his teammates. You they did two generators. In the time it took me to kill 
two of them. They had done one generator, and then he managed to get another one popped. I'm going to wonder. And I found, I kept finding them. They kept, I kid you not, I put traps down. I just would reset the trap, and they'd walk right back into it. Hilarious. I was like, Honestly, I'm not even moving them. I felt so I, bad for him. Like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just bring him to the gate and stuff. Hatch happened to spawn in front of me because they had burnt a hatch offering for the main building. So I happened to be in the main building because I was looking for him. I felt so bad for him. I shut the hatch, and the next thing I know, I see his player model run through my character. Or run past my character. Like, he bumped shoulders with me. He was going to the hatch. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So I knocked him down, and then I brought him over to the gate and let him wiggle out and open it. And he was super thankful. He, like, did a little dance and stuff. He was like, thank you. I was like, you're always like, dude... You got screwed over by your teammates. I felt bad. <laughs> this is pity. Because <laughs> I kid you not, the amount of times his teammates would just, in running away, would lead me right to him. Like, I felt so bad. It eventually got to the point where, like, if I saw him, I would just turn around and go the other way. Because I was like, I feel bad for him. Like, I'm going to just kill your teammate. I'm not going to go after you. <laughs> I love killer gameplay. It's my favorite thing. Well, uh, we will be recording that then. Panda can be, Panda can be, uh, Mother Voorhees. Do we want to, like, Do we want to show Panda, uh, you know. What? Oh, do we want to go ahead and end it? No, do you want to show all the, uh, gift? What? The anniversary. Oh, yes, I have to actually, oh, I've got to get up. One minute. Ah. I don't work spot. One minute. Anniversary gift. This is oh, why yeah, I yeah. want married two people. You chose. You chose that one. The box. It was Shioda and I's work hubby anniversary on Wednesday. So he got me a gift, which he had apparently had since February. It is August. Mm hmm. Yeah. Wow. So. It's even got a case where I can put it on my belt. I kid you not. That's nice. I went in the work the next day, and he came over and lifted my hoodie up to see if I had it on my waist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did, because I told him I would. I told him it literally was been living on my, my belt. Uh, that's where I just pulled it from, because it was on my belt for work. And it is it is a box cutter. A super, super nice box cutter. It's got its own. It's got its own case. Spare, spare blades. Oh yeah, super, super nice, and it's engraved. It has our name. It has our names, Wolf and Shioda. It says "Happy Work Hubby Anniversary," and then has the date. You can't lose that. No, because I can literally say it's got my name on it. Murder you if you lose it. Like that is. I'll say. Uh, he's going to come up one day and be like, are you missing something? And whip this box knife out of nowhere. Like, would you like, would you like it? Do you have any final words? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lose it because it's literally, I have it on my waist. The only reason I lost the other ones was because people kept taking them. No. I, which to be fair, I bought like, I bought a five pack of like just normal plain old box cutters for like five bucks on Amazon. That's like, Josh, they're not, they're not expensive. Like Mm -hmm. That's like Josh, because he's like that too, where he'll buy me stuff that I actually use now. I'm so bad with trinkets, I always lose them. Mm -hmm. So he bought, he started buying me really practical stuff now that I mm -hmm. actually use. 
And like, he was, when I told him, I was like, I'm so sick of women's underwear. It makes me feel, I don't know, <laughs> I don't like wearing it, okay? And he was like, so you want boxers, right? And I was like, I love boxers, but I can't wear boxers because I don't have a dick. So, and it has a lot of extra room that I don't oh, need. Oh, have you tried, have you tried Tomboy? And that's when Josh started getting periodic orders from Walker for me. <laughs> Aww, dude, I kid you not. He is the biggest teddy bear in the our, world. Our boyfriends, our our boyfriends, the best. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding, for real. <laughs> I got a work hubby. I got to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Here we go. My work hubby spoils me. He does. I kid you not. I came home with that. My mom literally went. I need a work hubby. She was like, I need to get a job just so I can get work. That spoils me like that. My dad thought it was my dad thought it was cute and laughed. My mom was just like, he spoils you so much. I swear, you guys sure you're not dating? I was like, no, we're not. I keep saying. Josh asked me. He was like, we're together. And I was like, you'd think so, but no. You would think so, but no. H found it cute. Yes, he did. Oh man, that's very nice though. But oh, no, man. it's really nice. Like I'm gonna try very, very hard not to lose it. Yeah, like I'm going to really take care of that. Ooh, I reset up my office by the way. Let's see. Uh, I, I noticed. I, I noticed. We see it in the background. It looks good. So I have my Hunger Games. I got that for my thirteenth birthday. It's a framed uh, the movie poster. Right next to me. Oh, I remember. I remember when we went and saw I'm it. So pumped. And then I got my. Oh, yeah. Panda was the most excited person to go see that movie. Got my degree up. Mm-hmm. I'm so. I'm pumped as fuck. I used to go see that for my birthday every year it came out. It always came out on my birthday. It always came out on your birthday. So every year for your birthday, we would go and see the movies together. Which is crazy. I invited the girl I liked one time. And I like. <laughs> I did the last one, actually. I was turning 17 and the last one was coming. Mm, that's the only one we didn't go see together as a group because you wanted to ask the girl that you liked with you. And we said, okay. I can't remember anyone. Rita had that one? Who did I invite? Oh, no, I was at at that one. You did did invite all of us, but it wasn't like a Misfit exclusive one. No, I invited some band people, too. No, I was at that that one. I think Muse was also at that one. And I was like, listen, I told him, I'm like, you don't have to. Mockingjay Part 2. You remember? I don't know who I was. I were you? I don't she think you were able been. to go. I can't remember why. I don't know. But I know I, I was. Invited, I knew I invited you guys. And then mm-hmm. I don't think Muse was able to go for some reason. I can't remember. It's literally been years, so I don't remember. But I invited you guys and I invited some band friends and a girl I really liked at the time. Mm-hmm. I know I liked at the time, but I definitely liked it. Oh, we know exactly and what you're talking about. No, and she came, and I had said, like, I know you guys always get me some pretty, but I told everybody, I was like, listen, I don't really care if you get me anything from birthday, because mm-hmm. I don't really care about my birthday. At this point in my life, I'm past people getting me things from my birthday. Like, it's very sweet of you to get me something. I was just born today. Yeah, okay. Listen, <laughs> let, us shove our, let us shove our love at you, whether you like it or not. Very, it's very sweet of you, I told her, I was like, listen, you don't have to give me. She's like, no. get you something. Of course I'm going to get you something. And she bought me this. She remembered like these little details about me. 
Then I like, then she was like, I remember you saying you were trying to get into writing a book or something. So I bought you this like journal. And I was like, how did you remember that? I think I said that offhandedly in a conversation like two months ago. Okay. Oh, it shows she paid um, attention. Oh my god, did she like me? <laughs> and then we stopped talking. Well, to be fair, it was also at that time. It was at that time of year, and you were still going through things. Like you were still. I was very. You were very. Stopped talking. Very closeted. I was very closeted. But yeah, we suggested point, once as a joke that Panda was by, and I thought she was going to rip my head off. I remember. At that point, my junior year, I pretty much started accepting it, to be honest, because I it was pretty much unavoidable. But at least internally, I had definitely started. Um, yes. Externally, you had not. You were going to rip my head off. I had a hard time admitting that because mm-hmm. my parents are not very, we're not, we're not very accepting people. And I was having a very difficult time. And then, but I had already come out kind of. Everyone thought we were dating Dude. <laughs> we, we, it was one of those things where we were just kind of like, we knew and we were just waiting. We stopped th- bringing yeah, it up because we knew you needed to figure things out. I don't think it's ever actually a, I don't think everyone, I honestly, and this isn't to freak anyone out that's listening. To this, but I honestly think it's not as much of a secret as you think it is most of the time. Oh, no. Because the people, <laughs> that, the people that know you, know you. You know that's I mean? like that's like, like me. Was did it shock anyone that I came out as trans? No, I was. I absolutely knew you were trans years ago. <laughs> did it take a long time you. for me to realize it? Yes. That, that's a big realization. It's it really hard. is. I'll say it's a whole it's lifestyle a, change. Literally. Literally, you're doing all these things. That's right. Anyway, but like, so at the time, I was like, but like, if you're coming out in an in a very like unaccepting environment. Sorry. Your parents probably actually don't know. Those people are the people that don't that are like that hateful. They don't actually know what a queer person looks like because they just assume they're like a walking embodiment of like sin or some shit. You know what I mean? Like like so when they see a queer person that they like, they're like, what? They can't be queer. So they're like, they're in denial themselves. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't want anyone they know to be queer because then they'd have to admit that queer people are people. Mm-hmm. How did your mom react? It's been a minute, actually. When I came out as trans? Yeah, as trans, yeah. Um, That's the big one. I already knew what to expect because when I came out, I was bi to her. She didn't talk to me for a week, but she's the type of person where... When she's unsure about something or she's trying to figure something out, she will distance herself so she doesn't say something wrong. So I, I, it it still hurts because she kind of ignored me for a week when I came out as bi, but like, I knew what to expect this time. Um, however, the the timing was bad. My grandmother had, we were in the middle of trying to move her into a, uh, you talking yeah, a dependent living place that also had a memory care ward. Her meds were still messed up, so her dementia was very, very, very bad at the time. Because if, if your meds are ma- messed up, it messes up any health conditions you have. So she was, she was in and out of hospitals, in and out of physical therapy. So my mom had all this stress on her because 
my mom's family members don't live in the state. Like, the nearest one's in Colorado. So, it was like, all this pressure was on her. Oh, I felt so... Okay, that's fine. But I felt so bad for her. Um... But no, so, and I'll, I'll recap this for Panda when she gets back on after talking to her mom. Um, no, when I told my mom, she found out because I had, and I'll admit, the way I went about it was bad. I had already told my sister, because I, before I even looked into all this, I wanted them to do blood work to make sure I didn't have any underlying medical conditions that would prevent me from doing testosterone hormone therapy. So I had them do a complete blood work thing. Uh, when I got home from that, my sister happened to be at home. And so I went ahead and sat down and had a conversation with her, which her response was, okay, uh, I'm, now that you've explained everything, I'm really not surprised. And when you have the conversation with mom and dad, let me know so I can be there for you. I, will ki- I kid you not. Anytime one of my parents accidentally misgender me and she happens to be nearby, she just goes, Ahem, he. Like, I don't even say anything. Or she'll give him a death glare. Like, I love my sister. She is my number one supporter. Like, I, I know it takes time, so I don't really correct my parents. Not that I have to correct them that much nowadays. They more just, they're, they're getting better with it. It's my dad who forgets. And it's because he's got ADHD and ADD, so he's got other things on his mind that he's hyper-focused on. So it just slips his mind. I kid you not, though, my sister will go after the Matera Manuelan. But, long story short, the blood results came back. I was told that I was getting an electronic copy of them. Little did I know, they also sent a paper copy. And my mom thought it was a billing statement. And she normally handles that, so she opened it. And, of course, the first words at the top of the page were, Hey, here's the results from your... Hormone testosterone therapy, or testosterone hormone therapy, blood work screening. So she came upstairs and was like, hey, as soon as I read the words, I stopped reading. I didn't read anything else. So do you want to have a talk about this? Like, what's this about? Is this something big? Is this just they wanted to do some tests on you just to te- look for things? Like, what what's going on? And so we ended up having an entire family meeting, and it was it was at definitely the wrong time, because my poor mother, with the amount of stress that was going on with her life, um, it was it was kind of like a dam that broke because of this. This was like the final straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she cried. I, I she cried. She cried and. didn't talk to me or look at me for a week because she was trying to figure things out. Uh, My dad, after the conversation, actually went upstairs and sat down with me and had a separate conversation with me about it. And he was like, I want you to know her silence isn't negative. It's not her rejecting you. It's her being stressed and overwhelmed from everything and her just needing a moment to figure things out. And I was like, I know that. And I'm going to give her time. I'm going to give you guys both time. I was like, I, I point by told him, I said, this isn't how I wanted to do things. I wanted to wait until I was going to graduate. And then I was going to tell you guys. 
And my dad agreed, like, it coming as a letter completely screwed me over. Uh, and he didn't understand why they sent me a, a paper copy when they point blank told me they were going to send me an electronic copy. So, I wasn't happy about that. He wasn't happy about that. Because they did kind of screw me over. However, he did go ahead and meet with me and he said, I, I want you to know, you know, we aren't surprised. We're surprised you want to go all the way. But we aren't fully surprised because you have been very tomboyish and masculine since you were a child. Mm -hmm. We are surprised you want to go all the way, but... And I told him, I said, I had, I told him about all the therapy I did in college and about how I did group therapy for people, you know, who are thinking of transitioning. And he said, make sure when you have a conversation with your mother, you mention all that. And so I sat down with her a week later. She came and she found me and she said, let's, let's talk. And we sat down and she said, it's going to take time, but you are still, I love you and you are still my child and I will be here for you. It will take time for me to understand this, but I fully support you. She's like, it's just going to take time. And I said, that's completely understandable. And I explained to her that also, that's not the way I wanted to do things. Like I wanted to wait. She was like, well, when I explained everything to her, she was like, okay, that makes sense. She was like, at the moment, yes, she was overwhelmed. She told me, she was like, at the moment, I was overwhelmed with everything. And it just, you know, she was like, I didn't mean to cry. I know you. it probably really hurt you seeing me cry. And I said, yeah, it did. Um, she was like, I want you to know it was just from the stress of everything. It wasn't because you told me. It was because everything was going on and it piled up and piled up and it just broke through. It was like a dam. Uh, but we had an entire conversation about it. And then I showed her, I told her I, that whenever I did the steps and stuff, like when I went to talk to the doctor about starting the testosterone shots, I told her she could come with me so and that she could make a list of questions for the doctor. I actually had gotten a packet because they had packets of information about everything the shots would entail and changes to your body and stuff. I had asked the doctor specifically for that packet so my parents could look it over and make questions. And then when I went for my top surgery consult, um, I had her come with me so she could ask the doctor questions about that. Because it just, it just, it helps her understand more and it just makes her feel better. Knowing that she can go with me and she can talk to these doctors with me. And also recognizing that everything they're telling me, I already know. Because I've looked into this stuff for years. It's new to her. Which is why I told her she can come with me. And I point blank, I even, I had even called my doctor. And I made it so she had, that if she had questions and if I, they couldn't get in contact with me, it was 1,000% fine for them to meet with her and contact her and talk to her about all my medical history. I gave them explicit permission to do that. Because I was like, she'll have questions. I don't know if you'll be able to get in contact with me because I was about to go back to school because I was it was on winter break at the time. Uh, literally, when the letter we found the letter, we had just gotten back from a trip. We were upstairs unpacking, and my mom checked the mail. And that's when she found the letter. 
Like, that's how screwed up it was. Um, so, it was a good trip, though. My sister and I, because of all the stress going on, we really, like, my sister and I went out of our way to try and make sure that she had, like, a perfect trip. So she could have, like, a relaxing trip and everything. So she had a really good trip. She said it's one of her favorite vacations we've ever had. But, yeah, no, don't do not do things the way I did. Uh, I went behind my parents' back to set up a, a, literally to set up all of this stuff up, get the blood work and stuff, and then it inevitably, you know, they found out inevitably. Unfortunately. But it's life. Um, when Panda comes back, I will recap all this for her because she's the one that asked. But she is on the phone with her mom right now. She actually That's very true. I'll just have her listen to the recording because this will be uploaded tonight. So it'll be uploaded and scheduled out for tomorrow. Um, but no. Yeah, no. It was quite the situation. I, I knew what to expect because of how she reacted when I said I was bisexual. Because... Then I told my dad, and my dad said he wasn't surprised about that. He said that he kind of knew, which was hilarious to me because he never, he, he has all these, he's like, oh, when I told him about being trans, he wasn't surprised. When I told him about being bi, he wasn't surprised. He's the type of person where he notices a lot more than he says, but he keeps quiet about it because he doesn't want to rock the boat. He wants to let you figure things out before breach. Approaching the subject with him. So. So he was like, yeah, I wasn't surprised. I kind of knew. And I was like, thanks. Here I am stressing about this. Thanks. Love you too, man. Didn't he also, didn't he also say like he took like psychology? Yes, he said he took psychology when he was in college. Which is why he was able to psycho basically he psychoanalyzed me and figured all this out. I was like, dude, you could have told me this sooner. Like, what the heck? Like, what the heck, man? I mean, shall I doll stays awake? Yeah, Muse is falling asleep on the sofa behind Shield currently. Just take the blanket from her. You gave her. You let her have the cozy blanket. Hey, I I think I put one wearing. Here, let's go ahead and wrap it up so you guys can continue your conspiracy theories. No. Yes, you don't have a choice. You're at Shiota's house, hon. You don't have a choice. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, Man, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. We finally got people's schedules to to work out so we could do it. These two, poor Shiota and Muse, have been forced to close on... We normally record these Fridays... These two have been forced to close, and for people who don't know, closing is from, like, what, 2 in the afternoon to 11 p.m. at night? Which is right when we do this. Mm-hmm. So, it's not great. And, yeah, these four guys have been forced to close for literally, like, the past two months. So, that's why there hasn't been a podcast for a while. Because we haven't been able to get enough people. How about crew? I'll say when yeah, half our crew is closing or I get to close next Friday. See. So we probably won't have a podcast next Friday. Next Friday will probably be a stream. Yeah, you also work then as well. 
Never mind, no stream either. Jesus Christ, they got both of them. Oh, I need to have a. Uh, I'd have. A, I'd say I'd have a word with H, but he doesn't listen to me. So no, no. Nope. This time it was actually A that made that. Uh, made I thought, next week. I thought P said that she was gonna make it so you guys she weren't always closing. She made this week's schedule, whereas I'm doing midships almost this entire week. Next week, A made that schedule, and he was so grateful where we are um, very similar with most of ours. Oh, yeah. so you can get rides. That's good. Yeah. There was a day where uh, I had to leave in the middle of my shift to go pick him up, and I think that was kind of a wake-up call to fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Muse does not have a car. She does not have a ride. Literally, there are nights where either Shiota has to come and get her, or one of the whoever the closing manager is will take her home. Thank you, B. Yes, the lady the only impulsive who does it is B. Yeah. I have to hop into his vehicle. Yeah, his car is no. high and she literally has no, to I have hop to, into I have it. Next time she next time she uh does it, that uh, we call that? To record it? Yeah, I asked him too. I asked him that too. <laughs> uh, great minds think alike. Uh, great minds think alike. Oh, is she back? I apologize. I had to clean out my tub and throw my loofah. Have one of those giant bugs in the shower. So ah, I was wondering what that was. It's been okay. raining all day. So oh, yeah, the bugs come crawling up your drains and stuff for that. Welcome um, to Eastern. Uh, welcome to the Eastern South. Welcome to the Eastern Side and South, y'all. Yeah. That's where they live. It literally they is. Are anyway. So anyway let's go ahead and close out the podcast panda i'll go ahead and recap stuff for you later i'll, I'll recap my mom's reaction with you later um okay let's go ahead and close this out folks panda's going back to deal with the bugs she's going back to fight she's going back to fight bugs uh maya has fallen asleep on my bed after her reverse sneezing fit and we laughing fit Muse is dying from a laughing face. I can see her face is turning red like a tomato. And I can the mic's picking up every so often. I just hear a <laughs> I want a copy of that. Please and thank you. Please and thank you, honey. I would like a copy of that so I can make it a good a nice little nice little uh profile picture. But yeah, so thanks for thank you for joining us today. Again, don't know when we're gonna do a podcast again. Uh, just stick with us; these will come in every so often. Also, little channel plug in: we do have a YouTube channel where we upload gaming videos. That is consistent. We actually have a backlog of videos now, so we that is consistent. I can tell you, we have videos that come out three times a week. We're not done yet, bunny. <laughs> Bunny popped in. We're not done yet. Uh, he went oh, and left. Um, we got videos come out three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If we have a podcast, it comes out on Saturday. Occasionally, I, we also release some crazy random videos on Saturdays. Normally, it's videos where only one of us are in it, simply because it's more specifically where Wolf 
finds something funny in a game and decides to record it randomly. Uh, and these guys aren't online. So, thank you for joining us. Hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. <laughs>